What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and people out in Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday Hump Day edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Mr. Sands spin the one and twos. Your number to participate is 1-800-707-9760. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call or you were left on hold, you can parlay that over to today. And um, anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in, all we ask you to do is just be patient during the breaks and during the segments. Also, don't forget, if you need to reach out to me or follow me, don't forget it's on Twitter, at SportsGrind. Okay. And also, if you want to participate in the show, Okay, don't forget you can log on to the business page of Facebook of Sports Grind or my personal page, and you can stream the show live and leave comments, which we'll have the stream up here shortly. Um, here shortly, Jonah's still getting that up. But also, as well, don't forget if you ever miss any of the daily shows or get fall behind, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the daily podcast from there every day. one 800 Seven zero seven nine seven sixty. What's up, Jonas? Ready to rock and roll. All right, man. What's up, Mr. Sands? What's up, fellas? How we doing? All right, man. Hanging in there. May 4th. And only Jonas, the comic nerd, would have a May 4th be with you shirt on to fit this day. Um, Star Wars guy. Should have known. It works once a year. Yeah, once a year you have it. Um, but anyway, it is May 4th. So we've got... Um, some things cooking, of course. You know, the NBA is continue to roll on. NBA playoffs, very exciting game last night. Very physical game that we'll get to here shortly here between Memphis and Golden State. Um, we'll definitely talk about that. Boston, okay, Jalen Brown listens to the sports grind. Jalen's like, really, Cal? Okay. Jalen Brown had a monster game last night uh, to tie that series up with Milwaukee. We'll get to that here shortly as well too also um nfl um nfl has never been a short day for news uh nfl wise uh definitely you know um mike laforia of cbs um let me make sure that's him that had this that put this locked in for yeah okay jason yeah there you go not michael jason my bad um he's put out his quarterback tier list in the NFL. And I wanted to kind of see if Grind Nation basically agrees with the pecking order of the quarterbacks that who he has ranked. Um, also, um, don't forget you got the NHL hockey that continues to roll on. Avalanche laid down a can of whoop-ass last night. Uh, Penguins snuck one out in a double overtime. Um, hockey overtime. Sometimes them games can last forever. Like you can get you. You would think like, man, nobody can put the puck in the net by now. Uh, but that was a you know that was I, I showed it one short. Sam, it was three. Damn, that's right. It did go three. It was three overtimes. My bad. So you got Stanley Cup playoffs up and going. Um, 
also, speaking of NFL, um, we've got Des Bryant basically claiming what team he wants to play for. Um, you know, Des, I mean, I get it. You know, we've always said, hey, get it out of your system. Um, you know, Des missed all of I mean, he had to when the Saints tried to give him the opportunity, he kind of blew out that, that knee. I think it was an ACL or something. He missed that whole time. Um, he really didn't play last year. And it just comes down like, you know, you, so technically you're talking about really maybe a year and a half, two years away from the league. Um, and I know Dez still takes good care of his body, but I don't think Dez was at the level of receiver at that time when he left. Even just speaking that time with Dallas that you can kind of basically lay off for a couple years and then come back in the NFL. I mean, to me. I would say kind of let it go. I mean, you can't tell a man to stop chasing his dreams, whatever. Um, you know, it's crazy. The team that for you didn't, for all that didn't hear that, the team he named was the Arizona Cardinals. And this was prior to the suspension with DeAndre Hopkins. You know, Hopkins and, and Dez are pretty, I, I've heard that they're pretty tight. Uh, but you know, now that Hopkins is going to be out six games, it's wondering, you wonder, I mean, hell, they gave up a first round for Brown. Uh, I wonder if they would entertain the fact of getting, Des Bryant to fill that in. Um, but one thing that I will say um, about that that stood out to me regards to NFL news, uh, Tennessee, I definitely want to talk about Ryan Tannehill's comments, okay? Because there's, there's a certain way that I feel about that. But, you know, again, we're in a time when anybody talks about, you know, falling in a, a deep, dark place. I mean, that's something you've got to take very seriously. Um, it's nothing to take light of, uh, you know, but he's broke his silence. You know, he's coming off probably, you know, I, I, I wouldn't even say, I mean, definitely one of his, not just playoff games, probably one of his worst NFL games as a starter. It just came at the wrong time against the Bengals. Uh, but it, you know, it put him into a type of uh, dark place of depression, as he said. But it's also his other comments that he made about the rookie uh, with Malik, uh, you know, Malik was that's coming out of Liberty that the Tennessee Titans took. I want to what he said about that combined with what he said about his mental state. It's made me think of one thing that I would think of if I was the Tennessee Titans. Uh, So I definitely want to touch on that and get to that point as well, too. Um also, what else we got going on here? There was something else, some other things. Oh, baseball. Shout out to Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker hit the 2,000 win club uh, yesterday. He's collected 2,000 wins as a manager. That's very impressive. You know, Dusty Baker from the time of the Giants, the Chicago Cubs, the Cincinnati Reds, and now the Astros. I don't think I left anybody out. I think those are his mate. I think those are his stops. That he's had, but shots out to Dusty hitting that 2000 manager mark. Not too many managers out there, I don't think, are in part of that club uh, of 2000. So hat goes off to Dusty Baker, which Astros off to pretty much a decent start. You know, nothing great, but not nothing yours. I mean, you could be the Cincinnati Reds who have like still three. I mean, we're May 4th, about a little bit over a month into the season, and these, this team has three wins. Three wins. Do we know what their payroll look besides Joey Votto? Like, I feel like taking Joey Votto out of the equation because Joey's making pretty big coin. 
uh, for his, you know, tenure with the Reds. And that's why I said yesterday on the show, like, you gotta, it makes no sense for Joey Votto to finish as, I mean, yes, you probably want to finish as a Cincinnati Red, you know, but again, you've got, I, if I'm Joey, I want to maybe contend. I don't know how many years I've got left at the bigs before I've got to hang it up. I probably want to go contend for maybe a, a pennant, uh, uh, you know, a World Series possible. Um, but the Cincinnati Reds, like if we take Joey Votto, I wonder what their payroll is without Joey Votto because Joey's a big curve of what their payroll Because I haven't studied in on the Reds yet. I haven't seen too many games. But when I see a record like that and you've only got three wins, um, that, spe- that spells to me that you're putting out, there's a bunch, especially since the new agreement that they agreed to, you're putting a lot of minor league kids out here. You run a bunch of minor league people you didn't call up three wins. And that, so when you get a chance for that, Joe, let me know. I'm eager to see what their payroll is overall. And then I'm trying to figure out if you take Joey Votto's salary out of that, where do you leave standing with that? 1-800-707-9760. But first, before we get into all that, what you got, Sam? Just doing a quick search. Uh Uh-huh. So the Reds are technically still deferring salary to Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, you know what? That's right. We did talk. Wow. So they're still paying him $3.5 million, and okay. he would be the fifth highest earning player on the roster this My year. goodness. Yeah, I remember we did talk about it. Wow. And how much is Joey making? How much is Joey like? What? 25, I think. Yeah, he's 25 <laughs> on a team salary of $116 million. So they're under the $100 million mark. When you take away his contract. And that's very low compared to some of these contracts. It's about 90. Yeah, wow. It's showing. It's showing. Um, And then, you know, again, and that goes back to, I don't want to kind of get into it, but that kind of goes back to your point, John. I think we had this talk off air, and you said on the the airways too probably about, yeah, you did, about the kind of this falls in line of holding the owners in order to get accountability of what really you're doing and the product that you're putting out there. Yeah, I mean, it kicks right back to understanding where I'm from, Cleveland-wise. The Guardians, they don't they don't spend on their payroll. It's very frustrating every year. Um, before they gave Jose Ramirez his new contract, they were in the bottom three, and they're they're five they're they're second place in the AL Central um, because they, you have Terry Francona as manager. But you take it to, into the NFL, obviously, again, bring it back to Stephen Ross. Um and, and and how 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 he's putting actually willing to put more money into losing right. um than actually winning and are you doing your team right you look at the at the McNair and Houston situation a lot of these teams bottoming out and there's got to be some level of of accountability for these owners to be like I mean even look at like a, a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder what are you really doing to build a contender and I know they just got done moving Paul George they traded Chris Paul. But there's these pieces. What are you doing to build a contender? Well, first of all, I think the only way that will ever happen or could happen or you see it all of a sudden change in the direction of sports, um, you would have to have a city that is pretty much funding a big portion of not more of an arena or a ballpark. And there has to be some like the city has to have some ties financially into the team. I think to be able to go ahead and lay out some type of parameters on how you how you hold ownership accountable in regards to what they're spending or what kind of product or really what the effort because then that's that again you know that's a thin line just as much as it is when we talk about low management in NBA like how do you prove that like how can you you know what can you come up with I mean it's not easy 
to win in baseball. Okay, it takes money in a non-salary cap sports. I mean, it's not easy to win in any of the four major professional sports here, but, you know, that's where you kind of like, you know, it might not look like an owner is doing much, but it's like, hey, he's getting the vice of a GM that he's paying seven, eight figures to uh, to sit there and tell him this is the way we need to go. We need to go ahead and blow things up where we're going to suck for three years, but this is what I think. So you, you're committed to him to make those decisions. You know, so it's it's I see what you're saying, but it's a thin line on how they actually would execute that and bring that to the light. But anyway... So we'll get to the we'll circle back to some of those topics, but we will start with the NBA playoffs. Um, like I said, first off, uh, the Boston Celtics they tied up one one despite no Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, you know, despite of really you know Milwaukee kind of having their way with them in Game One, they were able to bounce back, laid, led by um, Jonas's guy. Okay, who basically has to listen to the show, tired of the disrespect. Speaking of Jalen Brown, um, what do you have, like 35, 30? I mean, he had over 30 last night. He really led the way, set the tone, uh, was able to pick up for the slack exactly for Marcus Smart. They led, hey, Milwaukee, uh, they, they got it done. They tied, they beat him, they tied him 1-1. Uh, you know, I talk about this slap back factor. I always talk about they definitely slap back. And that's pretty impressive considering you don't have your defensive player of the year and you were able not to avoid going down. Oh, two. So that series is tied one one. But again, before I, I'm not going to totally apologize to Jalen Brown on these airwaves just yet. Um, I think those are two games. He's got two games that you can look at since my comments about him and that our discussion that we had on the show about where he is, if he's top 15, is he part of a big three? He's had two games that can sit there and uh, really give Calvin the bird, the middle finger. Um, you know, but I'm going to see how he plays out the rest of the series and going forward. But, hey, credit to Boston. They did what they had to do. But, again, Milwaukee, they already did what they did. They came in to take at least one. They're going back on Saturday. Here we go. I mean, I understand travel, but here we come with the NBA. We're going to start having these two, three days before games. I mean, we've got two tonight, but Milwaukee, we've got to wait till Saturday to get Milwaukee and Boston game three. And I think Golden State and Memphis, I think game three of theirs is on Sunday or Saturday, I think. I think it might be both on Saturday, but those those days. I'll better travel. I guess I get it. Uh, but, no, that series is tied up 1-1. Last night, Memphis and Golden State, very exciting game. It's, I told you this is going to be an exciting series. And what we found out last night, and if these two games, this is going to be a physical series. And the talk today is about Brooks, the foul, uh, you know, on uh, Payton. Well, Gary, call him Gary Payton Jr., uh, little Gary Payton. I mean, you know, it was Steve Kerr. You know, I'm 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 big on me on some Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Keep in mind, you know, people are kind of you know looking at Steve and piling on him like, oh, you know, you went over top. What are you talking about? That this is dirty. You know, Brooks doesn't have a reputation of a dirty player. And my thing is, remember, Steve Kerr. This is the guy that took a swing on Michael Jordan after getting punched in the face. In practice at the Bulls. Okay. Steve is a very fiery guy, even when he played. And even as a coach, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. So of course he's going to sit there and come defend one of his guys. And also that's their defense. That's their defense. Besides Draymond Green is the defensive quarterback of that team. Okay. But Gary Payton, he's, he's the dirty, he's the dirty word. He's the, he's the guy that's going to take the best guy on the other team. So a lot of that was pissed off by, uh, you know, Steve Kerr in regards to seeing, 
you know, him have a fractured elbow. I mean, he's definitely going to probably be out the rest of this series. Uh, might even more into the deep in the playoffs. And this was his time to kind of shine. Uh, but talking about the series and the game, look, it's obvious to me. Um, after game one, Memphis, and this is, you know, you hear Ja, we'll get to him because Ja, yeah, who won it with Ja? I mean, he put himself on some royal company list, a short list with guys like name of LeBron and the late Kobe Bryant. Uh, for his two playoff games or playoff scoring and his, you know, at, you know, first two playoff games where he scored. But look, it's obvious to me that Memphis thinks Golden State is a finesse team and they're trying to bully him and they're trying to make this, this physical. I mean, this is going to be a physical. I mean, in the first couple minutes of this game yesterday, we had a flagrant two, which we're talking about that play on Brooks. And when I'm looking at that live, I'm like, there's no way these refs, cannot upgrade this to a flagrant two. Not after the Draymond situation on Sunday. Like, they had no way that they were going to basically keep that at a flagrant one and let Brooks stay in the game. But I want to continue to talk about that play and kind of jaw. I want to talk about him, a little bit of the series going forward. We'll preview some of night's matchups as well, too. we got a couple other game twos tonight, one out back in the desert. We've got Philly. We'll see if we have a hardened side in the day. You listen to the Sports Ground. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Mr. Sands spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Tai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind Broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. Tiger Sanitation, if you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. Great company to work for. They do a lot of stuff for the San Antonio local community and surrounding areas. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. So anyway, keeping it moving, keeping it moving. So, yeah. So last night, I mean, I just think it's, you know, now that I guess the league is looking into possible more discipline for Mr. Brooks. And um, look, you know, we're all about credit report on this show. And, uh, you know, I know Brooks has a very young career. 
Um, but I don't think he's had any reputation of being dirty. Again, you know, why I think Kenny Smith is one of the um, goats at what he does in regards to really breaking down a player's mind process and thought, especially in the playoffs. I thought he did a hell of a job last night in regards to the fact that, you know, when Steve Kerr kind of set, you know, social media on fire and the talking heads when he used the word, you know, the player, you broke the code. You broke the code. And, you know, and I think Kenny said it best. It's like really just broke the code of being being a young player in that situation, not knowing like, you know, again, when you say, hey, we, you know, no layups, we getting hard fouls. You know, there's other ways to send the message and you, you know, know how to catch the guy or kind of do. I mean, again, that's a typical foul. I know old school guys, that's a foul in the 90s. Go look at the 80s. I get it, but we're in a different rules. And I think it was the right call. Um, and you know, and I, and you know, I've heard it, you know, and I get it. I, you know, I heard Charles Barkley talk about it. I've heard some people say, well, you know, you know, not to try to use your arms when you brace your fall, you know, you're falling that high. Like who's really can think, I mean, if you're sitting there and the way he did got knocked on the head and this, we're talking about bang, bang, and these guys are going full speed and you just feel all of a sudden you lost your balance, you know, not too many people going to have time to think about how they're going to fall or what they're going to do in that situation. So I think that's kind of unfair to kind of blame. Well, you shouldn't know why are you putting your hands out to brace your fall. And I'll, well, it's the heat of the moment. It's like, whatever. Um, but I feel it really has set the tone for the series going forward, because I really do believe that Memphis is trying to, they're trying to send a message to go to say they, I mean, they really think Golden State's a finesse team. I've seen, I believe Golden State can play physical type of uh, basketball. But, you know, and, and we've heard John ja Morant all year talk about they've got dogs. We've got dogs in this team. We've got dogs in this team. And to me, you know, they do. They show it. I mean, there's a little bit of aggression there. But I just feel like, you know, I talked about it yesterday. When you have Steph Curry running off all these screens and the way they play and the ball movement, the one thing you're going to try to do is disrupt them and to kind of make it more mucky up and physical and make them feel and right through or, you know, fight through those screens. But I go back to the point I'm trying to make is that if the league, if you want to send a message or if you want to sit there and, and due to the fact that he's going to miss some games – and maybe be out most of the rest of the playoff. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what a fracture elbow, whatever, how long that puts you out or what that would do. I'm no Dr. Sanjay Gupta. But I do know that if the league really wants to maybe simmer this down going forward between these two, um, I think it's one of those that you might want to look at it in regards to suspending him a game. Um Brooks is a part of that nucleus. Uh, I don't know if it's on the same level of suspending. Definitely not if you would have to suspend Ja for something like this or Jackson, uh, you know, but it, it, I wouldn't be, I'm not calling for a suspension, but I wouldn't be surprised either based off of the NBA and the time that we're in right now. Um, so we'll see how it goes. 1-800-707-9760. But I'm still sticking to Golden State with that because honestly, I, you know, again, they haven't, Golden State hasn't really shot the ball that well, even in the game they won in the two games they played down there. Um, you know, Clay last night, you know, he gets called for that traveling. But just think about it. I mean, Ja had to go for over 40 points and play the way he did. And that's 18 points, if I'm not mistaken, in the fourth quarter. He scored 18 of those in the fourth quarter. So that's superstar stuff. And again, I mean, to be on the list of Kobe Bryant and LeBron James as the only few players that have multiple 
40 plus games in the playoffs under the age of 23. 45. 45, uh, 45 point game. Excuse me. Don't want to shortchange my brother. 45. That you off to a damn good start. But I was told forever that, oh, he's just, I remember having battles in the show. Oh, he's, we've seen this. This is Westbrook. We've seen this guy. But no, we haven't. No, we haven't. Now, the crazy thing, and I don't want to age this guy quickly because he's only 22, but even I call myself there looking in the first I'm like, you know what? I wonder what he's going to do when the athleticism. And I think Ja is a smart player, and I think he's he's a very smart player. But I'm thinking, like, you know, what is he going to look like the based off of now the way he plays? Because I think we all see that. I, I think, you know, you kind of saw it with Kobe. You saw it with Mike. You're seeing it with LeBron James. You're going to see it with Kevin Durant. I mean, and the NBA, as the age goes, their game, you know, you get more time. You get some more post moves. You go to Olajuwon's camp. We've seen it all that. But Ja's different, man. Ja plays like – he plays on another level above the rim. He plays a lot. I mean, he can torque his body. He can do that. I haven't really seen too many people be able to do that. So it's really going to be interesting. And I'm speeding because I don't want to age. I don't want to buy age in my ass any older than I have to get. You know, even though I got the full grade looking about 50, looking like I'm about 60. Um, I'm eager to see what he's going to look like about eight years, nine years, ten years in. And, like, where his game goes. Because for the next few years, while he still has it, I, you know, maybe there's somebody coming out of college, but it's going to be hard to stay in front of that guy and have him match somebody as athletic he is at the, at this level, at that position in the guard position. I mean, he they really don't have an answer for him. I mean, not too many people do. Uh, the only thing that Golden State's going to be able to do, which I think they'll be successful at it, is they're going to have to go ahead and really make him work on the other side of the ball, on the defensive side, to kind of hope you can fatigue him and wear him out a little bit. But we'll see how that goes. 1-800-707-9760. So tonight, um, you've got uh, game two of Philly and Miami. Still no Embiid, for what I'm hearing. Now, no Embiid. Uh, what you got? He's questionable for three and four. He could be back. Well, yeah, but tonight's game two. He ain't playing right. tonight, though. But right? I'm, I'm just saying, when you're looking at like how long he could be missing. Yeah. He's 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 coming back quicker than I I feel like everybody was anticipating. Well, I figured that he was going to be at some point in this series back. I mean, when they set out indefinitely, I'm like, come on, man. They still make, you know, face masks to get out there. Everybody's had to do it. I mean, Rip Hamilton never let his go. It was part of his old ritual. I mean, he, it became superstition with Rip Hamilton, old Rip. You know, come on, Embiid. I mean, because they have really no shot without Embiid there. Because at the end of the day, James Harden, the debate that's going on, and the talk that's going on, the water cooler talk with James Harden is like, have we seen, is James Harden and his skill level, I mean, are we seeing it diminish very quickly? Because he does not look like, the, he. first of all, he doesn't even look like the same guy that was even in Houston toward the end of it. I mean, after you shipped off Westbrook, before he was even, you know, and he was kind of dogging them, but the type of numbers and getting other teams involved, and you can't make me believe Doc Rivers without knowing Bede is telling James, Hey, you, you're going to have to – I mean, you don't even have to tell a guy like James Harden that we need you to step up the load. Like, you're going to have to end up doing more scoring to do, go back of being more of James. It could be. I don't know what it is, but like I talked about it on yesterday's show, Philly's married to him for a while. And Daryl Morey knows that. You know, Daryl Morey knows that. You're married for him for a while, and you're just going to have to hope that – but, you know, the truth of the matter is – if it is diminishing, I mean, if Tracy McGrady's right, if some of these other talking heads is right, you can only go ahead and credit to, like, uh, it's been no secret what kind of lifestyle James Harden likes off the court. 
you know, drinking in VIP, making it rain, hanging out with a little baby, all that kind of stuff. Fashion. It's, it's not a guy like, I mean, because sometimes I think people, you know, assume that we assume that all professional athletes really all just take care of their bodies. And they just do to, to, to have longevity. I mean, hell, look at DK Metcalf. I mean, he's gone around. It's been going trending for like the last month because he's all, oh, I ate a bag of them. I eat candy. I eat. So that's my diet. I really don't do it. And he's, you know, he's saying it because the guy's got like an eight pack. You know what I'm saying? And and I like what I like, uh, you know, what Shannon Sharp told him the other day because they had him on, you know, uh, you know, that online stuff that Shannon does. Uh, Club Shay. That's there you go. Um, you know, I was just telling them because, you know, they had some beef for a while. I think, you know. DJ kind of basically took some some things that, you know, Shannon had said publicly on his platform and during the season about route running. Like, Shannon's like, uh, I've done it. I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm like, yeah, back off, Metcalf. You can't you can't handle Shannon Sharp's jock, man. That's royalty there, man. Change the whole tight end position. But I, they shut down. But Metcalf, like, come on. Even Metcalf looking like that. Like, you are not going to be able to continue and have a long NFL career if that's really what your diet is or what you're doing. I mean, that's you just can't. I mean, you can do radio with that diet. Trust me. You can do that, but you can't be out a professional NFL athlete like that. What you got, Jimmy? Just a quick question. So when you talk about they're married to Harden for a minute, is this because um, they have to have that second option? Is it because of moving on from Ben Simmons and you can't just immediately turn around and, and fail on that on the, on that move? Because he's only through, signed through 2023. Right, because this is the thing. Because when you make that deal and Daryl Moore do, you're not trading up what you gave up for Philly to get him. You, once you traded and gave up to that, right. you know you're, 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 uh, an extension's coming with that. So that's why I'm saying they're married with him. And the honeymoon, if he doesn't turn it around and they get embarrassed by Miami or they lose in five or six and he doesn't show up, the honeymoon in Philly is going to be over. You said that this was your first, this is really my first choice, going back a few years ago. You're not acting like it. I mean, you're not acting like it. He's had one good game through this whole playoffs, through two rounds, and that was a closeout game in Toronto on the road. After the pressure was on, Doc, like, oh, is this another lead he's going to blow? They were up 3-0. They had their focus and attention. That that was his best game, and he had like 18 points or something like that. James, a, a lot of it has to do with, again, his – you know, there's some guys, not everybody can get in shape on company time, man. And, and you're a professional athlete, whether it's football, basketball, or whatever. It's 365 these days. You know, this ain't the 60s where guys were delivering mail and delivering milk, and then they wouldn't go play professional sports to pick up a nice other check for five, six. Them days, this ain't them days, man. You know, that's just the reality. So we'll see how they respond tonight. Also, you got game two in the desert of Dallas. The Mavericks and the Suns. I picked the Suns for this series for people keeping count. Um, Dallas, I told you in game one, was one of their worst defensive games I've seen them play since the All-Star break. Uh, Luka was pretty much doing everything by itself. He needs some help. Um, You know, I think, you know, I expect their defense to be better. I expect them to get off a better start, but I don't know if that's necessarily going to result in a a win because the other thing is Dallas is not going to grow that. They can't grow from game one to game two in the paint and and dealing with Aiden and the size. I mean, that's just one thing right there. Uh, But Luka's going to be Luka. 
But the question is, is like, you know, are you going to get the same performance again from a Devin Booker that's supposed to be dealing with a hamstring issue? Are you going to get that again from Chris Paul, who we talked about at this age and this stage of his career? Can he put together two games, you know, back to back? But I definitely the only thing I can hang my hat on for the Mavericks side tonight is I anticipate you seeing a better defensive ever. Now, Brunson, um, I I think he's just going to cool off this series a little bit because he there's some matchup problems for him this series that the other against Utah could not. Their perimeter defense, again, I've said it a hundred times, it was just horrible. I think when you look at Crowder being on him, leaning on him something, some of their other bigger guards, he's going to have a tough, he's going to have a tough series. So it's going to be interesting who that else is going to step up. You know, can they get Bertans going? I think Bertans to make this competitive series, Bertans is going to be having to hit some outside shots. You know, the guy that should have never got out of here. We can't hit threes. We suck at threes. I know. Trey Bertans, get him out of here. Come on. Don't worry, we're gonna go play games in Mexico and Austin and stuff. Um, yeah, Bertans has got to get going. Other NBA news: um, Phil Jackson. There's reports out there that Phil Jackson is heavy involved in the search for the next Lakers head coach. And for you LA fans out there, you know um, that's part of y'all's problem. That's part of the Lakers' problem, man. They they got, and I don't understand. Like out of all, like Magic, I get it, okay. The late Kobe, when I get it. Anybody else, Kareem, I get it. Why is Kurt Rambis family, the guy that wore goggles, the guy that got clothesline or the clothesline Larry Bird, whoever the hell that whole? Why did he have? Why is he the chosen one from the Buzz family, from Jenny Buzz? To sit there to be so close, him and his wife, that organization, where they're really pushing buttons behind closed doors, and they're the ones that's bringing Phil back in his fold. That's old school type of thinking. Phil is older now. Like, the game is a changed. And I'm like, what, did Jenny sit there? Man, okay, Phil, I'll, I'll, I'll go out one more date with you, man. Just come help me try to figure out this coach. Is that, you know, Jenny had to, you know, Jenny had to promise him something, you know? He had to promise him something. And by the way, let me tell you something, man. I don't care what Jerry West says. I don't care what the Lakers say. That 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 rise of LA Dynasty on Showtime Max, that that's a good show. It it was it, it, it you know, it looked cheesy for me at the beginning, but if you the way that is, I don't care what Jerry West said, because for one, if you're trying to sue them or trying to get them to stop, maybe because some of that stuff is true. And the acting is getting overshadowed, but that show is good, but it shows you Jenny Buss is a young girl coming up trying to get her daddy's respect. But I'm like, back to the situation hand. That's part of the Lakers' problem, man. Why are you bringing Phil Jackson back to have a say-so? How did that work out in New York? I mean, we can talk about Phil's 11 rings and all that, but how did that work out for him when he's making those decisions in the Big Apple? It's just a mess down there. It's just a mess in L.A. land. Also, we never talked about the firing and what's going on with the Hornets, with MJ's team, but there's somebody that's rumored to take that gig that I definitely want to talk about when we get back. And then we've got some NFL. I want to look at these tier quarterbacks, take a look at that. Also, Germany. NFL releases the schedule today on international play. We're making history as the GOATs going to Germany. My goodness. 1-800-707-976. You listen to the Sports Crime. We'll be back.